This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio on a chilly, kind of sunny day today out here. We certainly can enjoy this weather. I know a lot of people are suffering elsewhere where it's not so sunny and nice. And if you're out, hopefully you're out enjoying the Fiesta Bowl parade today, getting all your last-minute shopping done. But uh, as usual, I'm in here in the studio every single Saturday to help you navigate ownership of your car, whatever that may be. Uh, you know, maybe you've got a list of repairs that supposedly needs to be done, and maybe it really does, or you don't understand why it should be done. And, you know, we still hear people talking about the 10,000-mile oil change and how often should the oil services be done and such. Uh, anything that you have to do about your car, any questions you may have, uh, anything that's troubling you. If you don't have a question, you're bound to have an issue someday, so we can come up with something. You guys can keep me company in here. It's easy to do. All you have to do is give us a call to participate, 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-5827. And if you like to text, you can send your questions, comments, anything to 411-923. So the holiday traffic is here. You know, we're downtown central phoenix area is where my shop is and it's inevitably around two o'clock we've got that i-10 202 nightmare coming together and then you go up to camelback around the billmore 20th street area traffic we've got our holiday traffic so um a lot to deal with out there and then today if you're in central phoenix where i'm over here at the ktr studio obviously at 16th street uh traffic around here is pretty pretty busy we've got the fiesta bowl parade going on so if you're in that central uh, Camelback, Glendale, all the way down, I think Seventh uh, Street and Indian School area, you wanna you wanna watch for your watch for your traffic and such. And and uh, just remember, everybody's busy. It's busy running around. We gotta take a minute, relax a little bit, let that person cut in front of traffic. And tis the season. Let's uh, pass on some courteous driving and such. And and speaking of courteous driving, being in traffic. A lot of people are traveling for the uh, for the Christmas break for the holiday. Uh, AAA says it's going to be you know more cars traveling, more people on the road, busier. It's just busy everywhere. So, what can you do, or what should you do to make sure your car is ready for a road trip? Well, you should get it into the shop if you have any kind of questions about whether or not your car is in good shape, especially if you're not the type that is on a regular maintenance schedule. You see your shop a couple times a year, two or three times a year, uh, maybe less than 100,000 miles. You probably are in good shape. Uh, But if you're what we kind of refer to as an auto repair orphan, you really don't have a shop, you kind of maybe follow the coupon for the AC service or the discounted oil change and you go here or you go there, your car is likely to to potentially, depending on the mileage and such, have some more issues. So you've got a week. It's not always the best idea, but there's a lot of this stuff you know, it's not. A, I should say, it's not a best idea to go get a bunch of work done in your car, or even um, anything for that matter, right before you're going. But you want to make sure it's safe. I mean, there's. We always are concerned when we're working on the car right before somebody's going to leave. I mean, we've had cars we've done major services on, and they're literally driving from the shop to home, and then they're hitting the road. Anything can go wrong, but we want to make sure that um, that you don't have any issues. So, and then a lot of these things that. Um, need to be done and checked on a car on a regular basis. With the temperature change, we want to be looking at tires. But even so, I mean, my truck is, is you know, 200,000 miles. It's well taken care of. But even before I just jump in the deal to run up to Munns Park or, or run down to Rocky Point, even though I'm really confident about my vehicle, I'm still going to check my tire pressures. I'm still going to open the hood. Just look for anything out of place. I mean, even me... Being an experienced technician, there's not a lot on a modern car that I can work on or fix if it breaks down on the side of the road or even in my driveway for that matter. But we're just looking when you look under the hood, you pop the hood. Is there any unusual smells, any fuel, any sweet smell uh, like coolant or anything like that? Uh, you want to 
you know, pay attention to, see if you can notice that. Our, our nose is a great sense when it comes to the car. We, we can smell burning oil. We can smell leaking coolant. We have all kinds of things that we can smell, and, and that indicate a problem, and we want to catch these problems. The worst thing to do is get broken down. So with cold weather, a couple things to think about. Radiator. Radiators aren't like it was in the 70s, 80s, maybe even in the 90s. I used to see my dad out there with the Prestone thing, flushing the, the coolant on the old station wagon or whatever it was, and you did that every year. Well, you don't need to go out and get your cooling system serviced and flushed every year. It's all, it should be on a schedule. A lot of these cars, newer cars, they're 100,000 miles, 60,000 miles. And then the next service maybe is reduced um, you know, based on the owner's manual. So coolant is one thing you want to make sure you've got. Um, it's full, clean, and it has proper freeze protection, which it probably does. Uh, windshield wipers. Windshield wipers uh, can be a real pain in the butt when they're not working well. There's nothing worse than a horribly dirty window when you're driving down the road. The wind are the, and the wipers can also be a safety thing. You know, a semi passes you or you get behind somebody in a little bit of moisture or snow on the road, your windshield's covered, you go to wipe it, your squirters don't work because they're frozen, now you've got some issues. So the other thing in Arizona, or in Phoenix anyway, we cannot buy in Maricopa County pre-made freeze-protected windshield washer solvent. You've got to leave Maricopa County to get it, the best I can find. So what we do, we buy concentrate, and then we mix it. Because you get up north, or you get wherever it's cold, freezing potentially, you could have a problem with your windshield wipers. They won't squirt because they'll be frozen solid. Because the stuff that we're putting in now, and everybody in Phoenix will freeze. So it doesn't have that antifreeze protection. Uh, tires. Checking your pressures. If you're going to go to cold climate, go out, get your tire pressures checked. Raise them up two to maybe three pounds more than the door sticker is my recommendation. You're going to lose a little bit of pressure with the drop in temperature, but you're also going to have more people in the car, maybe a higher payload. So it's always a good idea to have a little bit of extra pressure on reserve. And you want to make sure you've got decent tread life. Um, we had a text message yeah, it was a text message last week. There was a Toyota Sequoia, if I remember right. Maybe it was a, a Tundra-type vehicle or, or something, a RAV4. Um, the the listener texted in and said that they were at the – I think it was – I forget the order. The dealer said that they – didn't need tires. Discount tires said that they did. And maybe the dealer said there was about 10,000 miles left on the tires. That car probably had a 50,000 mile or so tire on it when it was new. So, you know, when it comes to tires, that's one thing. There's very little reward for taking any risk at all. And I think I texted back and we talked about that that car last week. And I just told the people, you know, those tires don't owe you anything. I don't know if I want to go get a third opinion, but I guess if I'm at the discount tire, I would say to them, hey, the dealer said I don't need them, so educate me a little bit. And that's what that's we encourage you. You need to ask questions and learn about it. So there might be a valid reason why discount was saying you need to replace those tires. Um, but again, that's one thing where very little reward from the risk you could take potentially of having a, a tire issue. Those are the three biggest things, the wipers, the coolant, and the tires. And, of course, your lights. So we have lots of open lines. Give me some love today and give me a call, 602 5827 is 602-277-5827, and you can text at 411-923. Listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We'll be right back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at MyCarHurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurt's. Hi, Greg Ellis, host of the Bunker to Bunker Golf Show. Are you looking for a competitive edge for your game? Check out Shady Rays, the premium polarized sunglasses backed by a lost or broken 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. For golfers, there's the new Green Wolf Shades, the first sunglasses built specifically for golf. Use the promo code B2B and get 30% off at the Kierlin Commons location in Scottsdale. 
this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I gotta let the you know listen to a lot of Christmas music. Music, obviously, as nobody else does. I don't think you're around, so during these little breaks, I like to let it play a little longer and listen to the music a little bit. Get you in the in the holiday spirit. As I look out the window here, it's you know it's a little cloudy, but it's tough sometimes. I think to uh, get going in that spirit when it's sunny and warm. It just doesn't have that feel of of winter and Christmas. But I'll take the warm weather though. I'll take it for sure. So I think your car likes the warm weather too. No salt and no junk on the roads or anything like that. So. Anyway, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. So we, we're uh, coming up in the holiday, we're in the holiday season. Some potential winter travel, holiday travel, getting ready for ski trips and such. Maybe your kids are back home right now from college and headed back to school, taking the car maybe for the first time. Or, or returning back home, or you're getting ready to go on a trip. So anything going on with your car you'd like some information on, like some help or advice, that's why I'm here every single Saturday at 11. So 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And again, you can text 411923. So I don't want to sit here in silence. So you got to give me a call. But um, so a lot of things happen in the shop. I spoke with Tim this morning. You know, you guys listen. Tim used to come in a lot, but hasn't been in lately. Tim's from Virginia Auto Service, my guy. He always does cookies. So if you're a customer of Virginia Auto Service uh, or a listener that's been in, you know what it's like around Christmas time. Tim is a baker. He loves to bake. And... Uh, Everybody in the station today was expecting the cookies, but Tim didn't make it. So he's home baking away for all of our customers this week and uh, and get in here to the station next week. So some of the things that, speaking of Tim, I was talking with him. I didn't uh, work a lot this week about running around errands and such and taking care of things. Um, rat damage or rodent damage on vehicles. We used to see that... Mm, not too often, you know, being downtown Phoenix. We used to hear a lot of, I have my friends up in Scottsdale and north side of town, Carefree, Cave Creek, Arrowhead area. You know, you kind of get out in the rural, rural parts of those areas a little bit. We would see a lot of rat damage. Um, and those rodents, rats, roof rats, whatever's getting into your car, they're going for the warmth. They go in, we can see them, they climb into the cabin air filters, they climb into... Uh, They'll get up underneath the engine. They'll build nests. They'll get up on top of the gas tank um, and build build a nest up there. So we're seeing more and more of this lately. And we're getting them at, you know, from 7th Street and Thomas area people are coming in where it's not the rural areas. And so I'm not quite sure if it's roof rats or what the cause is. Um, but some tips to keep that down because it gets expensive. Sometimes we have to get the insurance companies involved. You can ruin entire wiring harness on a car because um, the rats get in there and they and they eat. So some of the things you can do, you got to make sure that your pet food is um, always always contained. That's one of the things when we find the nests from these pack rats and such. When we find those nests, they're typically full of dog or cat food. Or debris from outside, nuts, 
um, you know, any kind of things that a squirrel or a rat might eat that's naturally outside, that's picked up and that's in the cabin air filter area or on top of the gas tank. So the best you can do to keep that stuff clean in a way so that they don't have a place to come build a nest. And I like cats occasionally, so nothing wrong with having a cat to, to uh, work on the on the roof rats or whatever it is, the pack rats that are getting in there. So little tip there, some stuff we're seeing around the repair shop. So we're going to take a call. We've got Peggy. We've got Mac. We've got some more coming in So all at the same time, so it might be a second before Bryce gets to you. But first, we've got Peggy in Mesa, 2007 Honda Element. Peggy, how can we help you today with your Honda? Hi, thank you. Recently, the oil pressure seal blew and uh, lost a lot of oil, needed to carry oil for it to uh, be filled up. Uh So I took it into the shop, and they replaced the oil, fixed the problem, replaced Mm -hmm. the oil. But I'm hoping they forgot to reset the oil indicator. So right now it says 20%. It's either that or it's not fixed. So I have a feeling they just forgot. Is that something I can fix? Is there... where I go into a control and change that, or is that something I have to take it back to the shop no, Peggy, and have them that, change it? That's something you can do. And what that, that oil monitor is, it's an oil life monitor. And, um, yeah, so if it's only got 20% remaining, they probably just didn't reset it. Now, was that light on when you went in, or did it come on after the fact? It's actually not a light. It's actually just oh, when you click okay. how many miles left, how many... Uh, you know, yeah, so uh, 20% oil life. Yeah, it's likely that they just simply overlooked resetting the light. And, yes, you that's something you can do yourself. I don't know that process off the top of my head. You know, a lot of cars you do have to have a scan tool or something to get into. Um, but on your Honda, what I would just I would just Google 2007 Honda Element oil light reset and there'll probably be a quick video it's you know it's going to be something goofy hold the hold the button down on or hold a certain button down turn the key on for 10 seconds pump the gas twice or something like that and that will reset the light i'm sure um so that, I, okay. that that's all you need to do it might be worth a phone call to let them know hey I, I did reset this or you know just want to confirm you did change the oil and everything was uh, was done so it's probably worth a phone call and you but you really Really, honestly, don't probably shouldn't have to make a trip back to the shop, Peggy. Okay, great. Thank right. you so much for your time and your information. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Happy to happy to be here and to help. And for everybody that's got you know a car with an oil life monitor or an oil light, don't get confused with the check engine light. A lot of people say oh, the check engine light's on, so I need an oil change. The oil life monitor is pre-programmed into the computer. It takes all kinds of information based on your driving habits. The temperature of the engine when it started. How long is the run time? How much wide open throttle do you have? Um, all kinds of variety in traffic, out of traffic, highway driving. And based on your driving habits, the computers, there's a map in there and it's going to turn that light on. When the light comes on, you get an oil change. I recommend doing it before the light comes on because usually those lights are a little bit longer, but nonetheless, um, that's pretty much the standard practice or to follow there with the lights and why they, why, how they work and how they come on. So I'm going to go with Mac and Gilbert. Got a 2012 Ford diesel. Diesel's not my strongest point, but we can certainly talk about it. Mac, how can we help you today? Hey, good morning, sir. Calling to ask you at your shop, what uh, what scan tool do you use when um, someone comes in with a you know, 2012 E350? Well, it, it depends. Um, we have, <laughs> if you saw my scan tool cabinet and saw my bill for my monthly subscriptions to the factory OEM websites and uh, even the aftermarket websites such as Snap-on and stuff to keep the tools updated, you'd be shocked. So there's a couple. So if it was a Ford, we would use the factory Ford tool in most cases. We have the Ford IDS at Virginia Auto Service. So we would use the Ford tool, but 
It just depends on the problem. On the floor, we would use the, again, use the factory tool, but then sometimes the snap on one might be a little bit easier to navigate than the factory one. It depends on the codes, the type of problem, and how in depth you have to get Mac. Um, you know, for our BMWs and European cars, we have AutoLogic, we have iScan, we've got the Ford factory, or the Ford factory tool, the Honda factory tool, the Toyota factory tool, the Chrysler factory tool. So th- there's a whole variety of, of tools that we use on various cars. Okay. Okay. And then for the so then for this uh, car, Mercedes E three fifty, is there one that you use for this car? Oh, um, yeah. So on that one, and I'm sorry, I, I I was thinking that was a Ford E three fifty, like a van, but you had a Mercedes. So yeah. So yeah. On, the, on the Mercedes now, we would use a, a scan tool called iScan. That's what we use on a lot of our German cars or AutoLogic. And then in certain cases, like BMW and such, those tools work for those. In certain cases, then, we have to go to the factory website. And then we have a pass-through tool where we essentially can use our computer. We log into a factory website. We have a, a, a dongle or a pass-through tool. I call it a mongoose. And then we're essentially running the factory scan tool on our computer, too. So there's a lot of ways that uh, that shops. And, and there's no right or wrong answer necessarily either, Mac. A lot of them, you can you have to have a factory scan tool to do certain things. But many of them, you don't need one at all. For, for the problem with this car is that it keeps slipping. Like when I slow down, say, at a stop sign or a stop uh, light, uh, it flips from you know, drive into park without me you know, shifting. It just slips, and then I have to you know, you know, put it back into drive. Um, and it keeps, it's been doing that a lot. And so I've I barely driven it. I changed the auxiliary uh, battery, but uh, I barely drive the car anymore now because of it. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if I should get a scan tool see what it tells me. Well, you know, the scan tool... I'll tell you, the scan tool is not going to tell you anything. It's going to give you a lot of data, but you've got to have the ability to interpret that data. And and so I I think, Mac, that's where a lot of people, I wouldn't go and buy a scan tool. I guess you could if you're mechanically inclined. You could get a fairly inexpensive code reader that does have some data in it. But even if you went out and, I mean, you're not going to go out and buy the tool that we have. They're $10,000 or $7,000. You're not going to have that at home. But it doesn't do you any good to have the tool. It's like I can go to the medical office or go into the hospital with my wife, and I can look at the monitors there, and I can see all these EKGs and all these lines bouncing around. I haven't got the slightest clue what it, what it says. So having the tool doesn't necessarily make sure you can fix it. So we're going to take a quick break. Bob, Earl, Ruben, and Jose will get you right away when we get back. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. And yes, that's champsfamilyautomotive.com. Towing. You may not need it today, but when you do, you really do. Who do you call? In Arizona, there's one company that stands apart. Professional Towing. Professional Towing has an unwavering dedication to prioritizing customers' needs with transparency, honesty, and integrity. They cover light duty to medium duty and heavy duty transport, guaranteeing top service in all towing categories. Check them out at ProTowingAZ.com or call 480-797-9922 today. Fast, friendly, and reliable. That's Professional Towing. It's back. Bunker to Bunker, the golf show's New Year's Celebration Golf Tournament, presented by Shady Ray's Sunglasses, is on Saturday, January 13th at the challenging Otham North Course at the Talking Stick Golf Club. It's a ton of fun and loaded with special prizes, awards, and breakfast. It even includes a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $130. The two-person scramble event benefits the Tunnel Towers Foundation and is open to the public. Space is limited, so register today at BunkerGolf.com. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We are in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. 
breaking news is always first. Always first. On Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, KTAR News time is 1130. I'm Troy Barrett. Scottsdale's Desert Mountain High School earned their place as the only Arizona school to represent the state in Metallica's For Whom the Band Tolls marching band competition. It's tough stuff for the kids. There's an enormous amount of pride in, in just ourselves, you know, what we've accomplished this year. We're just happy to have been selected. Band director Brian Hummel says translating Metallica's songs to marching band proved challenging but rewarding for his students and musicians. You can watch Desert Mountain's submission at Metallica Marching band.com It is time now to check traffic live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center. Here's Tom Keeble. Thank you, Troy. We have one to a couple of crashes in the clearing stages on the Interstate 10, eastbound Interstate 10 at 16th Street. That crash with the motorcycle, it's just about cleared. You should be smooth sailing in that direction. We also had a, cla- a crash westbound I-10 at 35th Avenue blocking the center lanes, but that's moved off to the right shoulder as well, so you should be good to go in the I-10 Phoenix area. Also, surface street crashes, however, 27th Drive in Peoria is a new one, and 24th Street and McDowell Road is another one we've been having our eye on. Also, the Fiesta Bowl Parade has begun and is underway. It begins at the North Phoenix Church at Bethany Home in North Central and Central Avenue and then proceeds south over to Camelback and then south over to uh, 7th Street. So avoid that area near Steel Indian School Park if you can. For traffic, Tom Keeble, KTAR News. And speaking of driving, uh, Bumper to Bumper Radio is live. They'll take calls on how to get your car ready for holiday travel. As far as weather is concerned, breezy today, 80 to your forecast high. Temperatures are going to stay in the upper 70s through today and tomorrow. And we'll get a chance for some showers Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's 66 now in Gilbert. Weather's brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. On the house means home improvement and repair advice is free of charge when you listen to Rosie, helping Arizona homeowners for over 30 years. That's Rosie on the house, Saturday mornings 8 till 11 on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. This is Glenn Hayward, owner and founder of Goodworks Auto Repair in sunny Tempe. Family owned and operated since 2004. Have you ever gone to a repair shop and felt confused, like they were pushing a bunch of repairs on you that you don't understand? At Goodworks, we perform a digital inspection, which provides photos and easy-to-understand information so you can make an informed decision. How easy? We categorize the findings into three categories. Green for what is good. Yellow for services that need to be done soon so that you can budget for them in the future. And orange for services we recommend you do immediately to avoid severe problems or safety issues that could leave you stranded. And our work is covered with a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty, one of the best warranties in the state. Visit us at goodworksautorepair.com. That's goodworksautorepair.com to make your appointment and experience what it means when we say, we advise, but you decide. Hi, I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest-rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award-winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or showcasemobiledetailing.com today. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. It's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's Champs Family Automotive. It's your car's favorite show, Bumper to Bumper. All righty, 
Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, here with you every single Saturday at 11 to help you navigate ownership of your car, wherever that may be. Questions with, uh, gosh, maybe you have a lemon lock question. Anybody out there got a, uh, a new car that's not working so well? We can help you navigate that. We've got great partners if you have to end up taking that the, the long stretch to, to deal with. So, Lemon Law, maintenance repairs, um, recalls, anything happened. We talked a little bit about rat damage and how to prevent that. Getting ready to go on a trip, anything we can help you with. Got lots of people in queue here. Bob, we've got Ruben, we've got Jose, and we've got Michael, probably in that order. And room for some more. I've got some text messages to answer at 411-923. So we're going to go with... uh, like I said, Bob in Scottsdale, 2014 GMC Sierra. Bob, how can we help you today? Morning. So at 140,000 miles, my son had his transmission replaced by a transmission shop in Phoenix, and they recommended at 20,000 miles he have the fluid flushed, you know, take the pan off, replace the filter, put in new fluid. So I want to bring in new fluid, my own fluid, you know, the kind they sell on the Internet. Okay. That rhymes with Sam. I don't know if you want me to say anything. You want to bring Amsoil? That's fine. Uh What do you think? Um, Do you think it's worth it? um, That, well, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Amsoil, to be honest with you. Um, If you are very in tune with your vehicle... I guess there's, it's okay to use it. I think Amazon, the biggest claim to fame is how long you can go. And I don't like to stretch things out for length to just because we can. I want the protection from the synthetic fluids, not the length of time necessarily from the synthetic fluids. So, um, you know, flip a coin. It's not going to hurt it. That's a pretty basic transmission in that truck. I would maybe be a little bit concerned. I wouldn't put it, not because of a quality issue, but I wouldn't put it in my Mercedes. I, I don't have a Mercedes, by the way, but I wouldn't put it in my Mercedes. I wouldn't put it in my BMW. I wouldn't put it in my Hyundai or Kia. Um, a lot of cars... Much just about every car out there requires a specific transmission fluid. They're very specific. Some of them we've done testing and tested the various fluids. For example, Volvo, Nissan, it's the same fluid. It's the same as a Dextron 6 or a Dextron 3 when we tested it. It's the same exact fluid, but they put a marker in it to know that it's their fluid. Um, some other cases, it's totally different than your ATF or your Dextron 3, which would be something similar, Dex 6, that would you, you would use in your GMC or get from uh, Amsoil. It might be a universal fluid. So... Um, I think, but at the end of the day, at the, in your Chevy truck or GMC truck, it'll be just fine. And then probably, I don't know, twenty thousand seems a little bit early on the service, but they're the ones that built it. I would follow their instructions, uh, and then go ahead and use your fluid. And then I probably, depending on which fluid you use, change it every thirty thousand miles or so after that. Part of the trouble you run, Bob, you can let the fluid go forever. The fluid might be good, but the filter's plugged up. Then you've who cares if the fluid's good? It's not going to get to the parts that need to be lubricated and, and, and make pressure to make the hydraulic transmission work. So a lot of things to consider. I think uh, after that, again, depending on the fluid, I would maybe just stick with the regular Dextron 6 that it calls for and then change it every 30,000 miles after you do your initial check, Bob. So I hope that helps helps you. Maybe add a little bit of confusion with the fluids, but it's it's some of it's just personal preference, and, and some people just like Amazon and they want to use it. So that's fine with me. So Ruben in Surprise, 2006 Chevy Silverado. How can we help you with your truck today, Ruben? Hey, brother. Yeah, I um, had my transmission rebuilt. And I also had my other truck transmission rebuilt because both trucks had over 340,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I was communicated by a, a fellow worker that it would, be, it would have been better if I would uh, just just buy um, one that's already, um, I don't know, they're, they're custom. They're custom transmissions. They shift better. They're, I think it's called JAG, J-A-G. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, you... There's a lot of ways you could do that. So probably Jags. Jags is a uh, hot rod 
uh, part supplier, they might yes, they, they might um, build or have a remanufactured transmission for your your truck. That's I mean they're they're customized. You used to hear people say probably oh put a shift kit in it. You know you're just yep. you're just changing some springs and bearings and our balls and in, in certain shift points and maybe the lock up on the torque converter um, and, and doing some some work in the valve body. So the difference between a rebuilt transmission that's a shop rebuilds or a rebuilt transmission that you buy, say, from a company like Jags or Jasper, for example, they're a big remanufacturer or certified transmission or even the, for your truck, uh, a General Motors um, remanufactured transmission. Those are all pretty well gone through. They're rebuilt. I know they do some upgrades on them. But there is no standard for what a rebuilt transmission is. So you could go into one shop that's a transmission shop that rebuilds your transmission, and they replace all the clutch packs, all the parts, put in new electronics, and they've got a high cost to rebuild that transmission. And it is a fully, what I would call a remanufactured transmission. Now, there's some transmission shops, they'll call it a rebuild, but they go in and they just fix what's broken on the transmission, freshen it up, and put it out. The other thing is that your your aftermarket, your your independent transmission shop, if they can build the transmission, they ought to be able to put a shift kit in it or do some of those enhancements, like Jegs does. So that's kind of your 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 long answer to that question. Did that help you? Well, that's a good. Yep, it sure did. Yeah. Thanks a whole bunch. Good, you're welcome. And then same thing for you. You know, you 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 obviously know how to get good mileage out of your vehicle. Sound like maybe some work trucks or something. Again, those trucks, the the fluid is the life of that transmission. So service that that fluid every thirty thousand miles or so, and it should uh, should last you a long time. So thanks, Rue. And six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven is six zero two. Two seven seven KTAR Jose in Phoenix, uh, nineteen ninety eight Toyota Tacoma, great truck. Ruben or Jose, how are we doing today? Pretty good, man. Uh, <clears throat> I like your opinion in the in this Tacoma. Uh, you know, in that particular model, there was one that came in with no uh, power steering, and mine has a power steering, but it's starting to leak, uh, and then uh, now it has no fluid on it so i noticed that it's not it's not working properly uh-huh. on the uh, uh on, on the power steering but it doesn't make any difference is it is this very much difference between one with with power steering and with with one with no power steering well is it a very much difference on the system yeah you know without looking up specifically i don't i, I really know i'm not sure what the differences are Obviously, when you've got, um, you know, if you look at holistically, just forget about the steering portion, but just look at the truck. Yes, it does make uh-huh. a difference. Like, I think what you're getting at is, can I just leave it alone and not worry about it? Well, I guess you exactly. could. Well, I guess you could, but you got to remember, a truck that doesn't have power steering does not have a power steering pump either, and the belt is routed differently. So you still uh-huh. have, even though the power steering is not working, you've got the components, the hoses, the power steering pump, and the rack and pinion steering unit, if it's got a rack or if it's got that steering box. I'm not 100% certain on that one. But regardless, it's going to be a different steering unit, too. Um, because of the um, the pow- lack of power steering on the car that didn't have it, you might have a quicker turn ratio. The, the input to get um, steering output may be different. But what I would do, I would just fix it. I mean, it's nice to have the power steering. Um, the problem that you run, if you run that power steering pump with no lubrication in it, it's going to seize up eventually. And then when it seizes up, what happens? The belt breaks off, and now you're dead in the water. So, uh, you know, I think it's worth it at least before you go ahead and say, I don't want power steering, you know, I don't want to fix it. I think you need to do your due diligence and find out what's wrong with it, Jose. So, you know, that okay. that power steering fluid on that truck is nothing special. It can just, I'm 99% sure that you can use automatic transmission fluid in that. So if, uh-huh. it, if it leaked all that fluid out, it's bound to have a mess everywhere. So you may clean up the mess if you're mechanically inclined. Get, get the oil cleaned up. Get that thing filled up with power steering fluid. And then start, start the engine up. You got to be careful with your fingers and, and hands and stuff. But start turning the wheel back and forth. Maybe somebody can help you. And then you're going to find, if it's empty, you're probably going to find that power steering leak pretty quick. And then let, and if you can't do that, get it to a shop and spend the $100 it takes or whatever it takes to get it checked out. 
and at least know what you need to do to fix it so you're prepared. And, and then uh, you can make a decision from there. So hopefully that helps you, Jose. Michael and Mesa, you'll be next. Got a couple open lines at 602-277-5827. And we've got some text messages to answer after the break. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Mac, Mac's Complete Auto Repair in Chandler. Family owned and operated, we've been steering you right with honest, reliable, and trustworthy service since day one. With an AC certified technicians under the hood, your vehicle is in the hands of experts. Plus, our work comes with an unbeatable three years or 50,000 mile warranty. With a commitment to 100% customer satisfaction, we're not just fixing cars, we're building trust. Check us out online at macsautorepairs.com. Towing. You may not need it today, but when you do, you really do. Who do you call? In Arizona, there's one company that stands apart. Professional Towing. Professional Towing has an unwavering dedication to prioritizing customers' needs with transparency, honesty, and integrity. They cover light duty to medium duty and heavy duty transport, guaranteeing top service in all towing categories. Check them out at ProTowingAZ.com or call 480-797-9922 today. Fast, friendly, and reliable. That's Professional Towing. Hi, this is Jamison Hunter. I'm the East Valley Manager for Bulwark Pest Control here in the Valley. As a family-run company, we pride ourselves on taking care of our customers, and with an army of technicians running daily, our fleet vehicles rack up the miles and wear. So about four years ago, we got tired of the constant runaround and lack of follow-up from our previous fleet maintenance relationships. We were contacted by Lee Weatherby and his team at Accurate Automotive. The difference was night and day. They always communicate the status of our vehicles and get us back on the road safely and in a timely manner, which is crucial for our day-to-day operations. They even work seamlessly with our fleet leasing company. They treat us like family and above all else, they are impeccably honest. I now take my personal vehicle there as well. We've never been happier. If you're looking to make a change for the better for your company or your family, go check out Accurate Automotive at accurateautomotive.com today. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, and we're going to wrap this show up here in about 10 minutes and 30 seconds, to be exact. So we've got Michael on hold. We've got one coming in, and we've got some open lines, 602-277-5827. Got a couple text messages I want to read. Hey, guys, sometimes my brakes sound like nails or on the cho- nails on the chalkboard. Other times it seems like nothing is wrong at all. I took it to a shop, and they said the pads look fine. Why are they doing this, and what can be done to fix it? Also, sometimes my AC smells rotten. The shop mentioned something about a charcoal filter. Have you heard of this? So a couple things. As far as the brakes, you know, if there's – so we're going to do a brake inspection. First thing we're going to look at in most cases on the car is what, how thick are the brake pads, and then is there any other symptom, shaking, vibration, or anything like that that would cause us to look at the brake rotors. I guess the question that I would have back on these brakes is were they recently replaced or are they the factory brakes? Um, we have had some cases you can get compounds mixed up. People think, oh, I want the best rotor. I want the the the, the – um, high-quality, high-carbon steel rotor, and I want ceramic pads. Well, those two may not be the match for each other. Um, they may not; Those two compounds may not work well together on a particular car, so they've really got to be matched, and brake pads will do that. We've had some cars, uh, some Volkswagens I can think of. We use great quality brake pads, original equipment, German-made stuff, and they grind, and you'd swear they're metal on metal sometimes, and other times they're perfectly quiet. So um, whoever that is with the brake question, I guess if you can't tolerate it anymore, at least you know that they're safe and there's good good pad life left. Um, I, my follow-up to that is if somebody has recently done the brakes, then you need to revisit that. But otherwise, if it bothers you, it drives you crazy, you're going to have to get them replaced. Let the shop know why you're doing it early so they can ensure that you're not having, not going to have the same problem. On the rotten smell for the air conditioning, it's very likely you could have some mold buildup in there. We have some processes we can do to clean that. You could potentially do it yourself. Take the cabinet filter out, 
run the fan on a medium speed, recirculate, spray some Lysol in there to disinfect it. But ultimately, you also have to make sure that there's no water buildup in there from a drain, a plugged drain. As far as the charcoal filter goes, the charcoal filter is great. It's going to take care of maybe some perfume odors and, and anything that comes from the outside, gas fumes or exhaust, and help clean the air that way. There's also HEPA filters that we can put in your cabinet or filter. So you can have a standard paper filter if you wanted. You can have a, a charcoal-activated carbon filter, which will get rid of probably not your mildewy smell. And then you have a HEPA filter, which will help with your... Uh, allergies and pollens and such like that so um, hopefully that's a good answer for you with those breaks I just wish I had something better but at least you know that they're safe um, Christina Christina has a two-part question Ford Maverick hybrid on order curious about what the maintenance would be I'm not sure I haven't serviced any of those and have not looked through an owner's manual Christina so I would talk to the dealership the service man when they when uh, you take delivery of the vehicle ask them what they're finding on the maintenance look at your owner's manual and then start watching that as you go and and um, and, and consult when you get through all changes and find out you know what the manual says and how, and then we'll learn if there's any deviation. As those cars age, we're going to find pattern failures and such, and then we can make some adjustments to the service manual after that. And you also have, Christine also has a, a 2006 Mustang that she wants to sell. What should I do to prepare the car? Do I need to get it painted? She wants to make it sellable. I would gather all my service records, have all my service records together. I would probably take the car in and have an inspection done, and then... You know, have an oil service done. Check the filters. Filters, fluids. You want to make sure it's got good tires. Have an inspection done on the car so that when you price it, you can talk to your shop that does your inspection. Ask them what they think the overall condition of the car and to rate those other things that need to be done on the car that they identified. How how bad do they need to be done? And then when you have your prospective buyer, you can be transparent with them and show them this, this stuff. And maybe it's a report. It's great. There's nothing needs to be done. Maybe there's some work that needs to be done. At least you can be open, honest, transparent, and show them what you think your car needs. And, and hopefully that will help you get the best money out of it. And if it's a great car, maybe it's worth getting detailed before you sell it. There's not a car lot in the Valley that doesn't detail a car and wash it really well before it goes on the lot. You can, should consider the same thing if you're selling your car. So, Michael and Mesa, 2014 Chevy Equinox. We finally got to you, Michael. How can we? help you today hey thanks for taking my call i've i've got the uh i don't even know what kind of transmission it is anymore or if they even have bands and clutches and all that stuff right it's a 2014 there's no inspection on it there's no way that i can check the fluid mm -hmm. and my problem is that it's starting to uh the rpms come up slightly mm -hmm. between second and third gear doesn't always do it. It's an intermittent thing. Is that a big problem, or can I adjust this with a uh, uh, computer, OBD2? Well, there's really not much adjustment on that unless, a, um, you know, that's just what we call a flare, shift, you know, flare on shift. It could be the beginning of a problem. I'm not familiar with any pattern failures of that. There could be a governor regulator valve or solenoid or something that's not, that's potentially starting to fail. But, um, yeah, you should, you know, changing the fluid, I don't know that that's going to help the problem, but you definitely want to get somebody to look at the fluid level, uh, the condition of the fluid. And is this something that happens more when it's cold? Is it is it a, a potential that it's low on fluid? Do you have any leaks on the ground or anything like that? Well, I suspect it's low on fluid. And the reason I say that, when I travel at high speed, when I, when I get back onto surface streets, that's when it wants to do it. Oh. And that's telling me that the fluid is all over the transmission, everywhere it's supposed to be. Well, and what's happening right. there possibly, uh, Michael, if you're going down the road high speed, the transmission is trying to suck up fluid from the bottom of the pan through the filter. If that fill, if there's a lot of debris, it's very, very, very small materials floating around in that fluid, eventually, it sucks it just like a pool skimmer. It's going to suck all the stuff to where the where it's getting pulled from. You know the the pump inlet. And so what happens is you've got all that junk floating around in the pan, and it gets sucked up to the filter. 
it plugs the filter up, just like putting a, a sheet of paper over a vacuum cleaner. It's going to totally restrict it. So you're driving down the road at high RPMs. It's sucking a lot of fluid. And then you go off the freeway to accelerate, and it won't go or has this problem. It very well could be starving for fluid. So I guess the first thing that I would do if I was the shop or servicing it myself, I would make sure it's full of fluid and check the quality of the fluid. I wouldn't just go in and start pulling the pan down and changing the filter and stuff. I want to make sure it's got full fluid, drive the vehicle, and see how it operates with the proper fluid in it or with a proper fluid level. If then it operates okay and there's no other issues once you've corrected the fluid level, then we need to correct the leak and then service it. But I wouldn't dive right into a service. And in this case, you definitely want to do, I'm using some air quotes here, you don't want to do a flush. You want to pull the pan down and replace the filter. You're only going to replace you know, a third, arguably half of the fluid when you do that. Um, so depending on what it looks like after that, you may want to then follow it with the flush, but I would leave that maybe to the description. Of the shop, so hopefully that helps you, Michael. Okay. And uh, yeah, report back and let us know what you what you come up with. If you get a resolution, that'd be great. We appreciate it. So, thanks for listening. We're gonna thank you very much. You're welcome. We're gonna sneak Richard in here. We got a couple minutes left. So, Richard, if I get my phone to work, your Nissan pickup, 2010 Nissan pickup. Richard, how can we help you with it today? Hi, Matt. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. That's good. Uh, it's real quick. Uh, he had some work done at a chain tire shop that does work, mm-hmm. and they they fixed it. But when he got there, the the vehicle wasn't wasn't starting, mm-hmm. and it had a clutch in it, so it's kind of important. But uh, he went ahead and started. Couldn't start it. Couldn't start. It. Eventually, he thought maybe there's something wrong with the clutch or something. You know, opened the vehicle, sh- uh, turned it on, put it in neutral, and he started to do it and. Evidently, the people didn't put on the parking brake like you should when it's done repairing the vehicle, and it rolled and hit him a little bit, rolled over part of him, and rolled and hit one of the employees' vehicles. And they're wanting him to pay for the thing of the vehicle, and it ended up being the, the mat was underneath the clutch where he pushed it in all the way, so it was sticking, and evidently pulled it out or something because he did it. Anyway, it rolled and it rolled over him and hit an employee's vehicle, and they're wanting him to pay for it, and they're saying he has to pay for it via insurance. It's all kind of weird. So I didn't know if there's some kind of dispute resolution thing he can do. Well, that's a little different situation. I mean, the Better Business Bureau, yeah. the Better Business Bureau has an auto repair, automotive advisory repair committee, which I happen to be part of and we arbitrate complaints, they may or may not look at that. I don't make the decision on which ones get in front of us uh, on the bench, so to speak, but um, we certainly review them, and the Bureau makes a decision, you know, once it, to get it to us. That's a tough one. I mean, I don't, I don't know that anybody's supposed to set the parking brake. Um, you know, he was in control of the car, but, you know, then again, it wouldn't start after they worked on it. That's a tough it, one. He was still in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's still in their parking lot. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a tough one. I mean, it's, you know, by definition, I guess he's responsible. He should have been in control of the vehicle. Uh, but then again, he shouldn't have had to be working on it. So, I mean, maybe just let it be. Let them let them make the next move. I'm not sure what to do there. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Be safe. Be happy. Have a merry Christmas shopping experience. And we'll see you next week.